Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I am providing you with a snippet of episode 49. It is one of the older episodes, but I believe it has a space here and I want you to go and listen to the full episode. But first, you can get the taster. Let me tell you what's in store. I One of the things that I experience in the job that I do is so many people feeling disconnected from what they really want. And that is usually because they've spent so bloody long really focusing all of their time and energy and attention on what they don't want and trying to avoid that. So consider this episode or this snippet of this episode as your introduction to reminding you that it is okay for you to want. It is okay for you to want. It's okay even if the thing that you want seems very far away, it's still okay. So without further ado, let's get into the snippet of episode 49. So I'm going to dive in, but before I do, I'm going to read you a little snippet out of a book called The Desire Map. So it's by Danielle Laporte. She says, look desire in the eye. Desire is a teacher when we immerse ourselves in it without guilt, shame or clinging. It can show us something special about our own minds that allow us to embrace life fully. Something phenomenal happens when you start to examine your desires. You get closer to your current reality, all that you can appreciate and everything you want to change. And you also get closer to your potential. You see the dark side of your clinging, all those things that you're hammering away at to get, the neediness and the impulse to make demands on the world. And mercifully, you can see the purity of your longing, all that's natural and good and divine about what you want out of life. Desire is the foundation of our will to live. And when you cease to desire, you cease to evolve. Your pursuit of things you want can shift from feverish and anxiety-driven to trusting and fluid. But even with a more liberated consciousness, desire remains at the mesh underlying our material existence and spiritual growth. So I'm going to dive in. The first common answer that I will get is, I don't know. I don't know. This is the biggest culprit of the three that I'm going to talk about today. And usually this answer, it usually comes up before the other two that I'm going to talk about. It's normally the first one. And the reason for this literally could be tenfold. But let me give you a few reasons why this might be something that you feel. You might be saying that you don't know what you want because by admitting what you want, you might see how far away it is and that could completely freak you out or make you feel like shit. And of course, you don't want to be freaked out and feel like shit. So, <laughs> so therefore, you say, I don't, I don't know because it's easier. You might be saying that you don't know because you might think you can't achieve it. You might think that by having it, whether it's a life thing or a way of being or something in business, then you'll have to sacrifice something you have right now. That's a big one that I see. You know, I'd love to be more successful, but I think it'll mean that I need to work harder. So therefore, I'm just going to say I don't know. You might think it's unachievable for you. Someone might have told you directly or indirectly, this isn't the way we live. This isn't what we do. Or your idea is not feasible. Or people like us don't do things like that. You know, you might be getting an influence from outside of you. Or you might be saying you don't know because you might believe that it would sabotage part of your life as it is now if you got that thing or if you became it. And you might be saying you don't know because you might actually not know. <laughs> you might not know the specifics, right? But this isn't the same as knowing how you want to feel. This point in particular is super, super important. We are so, so keen to know the how. We want to know the detail. 
we don't trust. We don't have faith that one small step after another done enough times will get us from Liverpool to London, right? But we, we just want to know how, 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 how. So it may well be that you're saying you don't know what you want because actually you don't know the specifics of it. You don't know the how, but you do know how you want to feel or you do know what you don't want. Another fantastic place to start. But that's the thing with us. We want to know how many steps will it be from London to Liverpool? What shoes should I wear? What snacks will I take with me? Will I definitely, definitely get there? Will anyone walk with me? All of it, we want to know all of it, all the detail, we want to be sure. And this is so against how I wish things could be for you. I wish that you'd accept that if you have a desired state of feeling or being, I want you to trust that this or better is coming your way if you'll only take the steps. I can't tell you the amount of times that I've been brave enough to be vulnerable enough to ask for this or better. And it's rarely gone the way that I thought it would, but it's always been okay. And it's always usually been more than okay. But whatever the reason is, by resisting what you want, you're allowing yourself not to focus on it. And by expressing this belief, this belief of I don't know, you're essentially getting in the car and saying, I don't know where I want to go. When you're in the car and you don't know where you want to go, you either don't move and you do that weird thing that we all do but don't speak about, which is just sit in the car staring. <laughs> or you'll go somewhere familiar. You'll drive somewhere familiar, right? Because that's your brain doing what it knows. And by allowing I don't know to take over, you're blocking out what could be. I remember over 10 years ago, I used to teach a workshop on creativity in businesses. And in this session, we would ask the participants, do you think it would work if we cut prison capacity by 75%? And they, of course, they said no. And so therefore, when we asked them from that point to list the ways that this could work, very, very few answers came from that because they'd already decided in their heads that's not gonna work. So then when we gave them a different task, we told them prison capacity was being cut by 75% and they had a limitless budget. We asked them to come up with ideas how they could make this work. Plus, in addition, we gave them an additional incentive of simply churning out ideas. However, whoever came up with the most ideas wins kind of situation, regardless of how crazy they were, they just had to meet the aim of reducing the prison capacity by 75%. And so many ideas came from this, so many. And interestingly, even though we'd encouraged it, not many bad ideas ideas came. Some of the best ideas actually didn't even require the limitless budget that the group knew that they had. From me sharing this, what I want you to see is the difference in this exercise was one simple thing. They were open, their minds were open, their brains hadn't ruled it out. We are smart, smart creatures. We are intricate, we are complex and we are smart. And as humans, we know how to reserve energy. And so if our brain has decided that something isn't worthy of us investing our energy in it, it won't be open to generating or engaging in creative thinking. It just won't. So when you cut yourself off from what you want in life and in business, because of any of the reasons that I explained earlier on, or for whatever reason you don't think it, it could be available to you, there could be countless reasons why your desired state or the thing you want to achieve might be scary. But you can see from this exercise that the more you reject it, the more your brain will shut down to that idea. And that's the thing with desire is it rarely goes fully away. It'll always be there niggling away. 
And what we tend to do is use our rational, logical brain to rationalize it back into a box and then we convince ourselves that it's just better that way. I have seen this so many times, especially with my one-to-one -one clients who initially when they come to me, they are literally blocking themselves and they look shocked. When I confront them on this topic of defining what they want, it's almost like um, <laughs> it's almost like I'm accusing them of lying. They'll say things like, you know, but Nick, how can I tell you what I want if I really don't know what I want? And it makes me smile every single time because inside of us, there is an inner knowing, a calm, quiet voice that knows. But the world and our ego, they get so loud and this voice, it just gets drowned out. And we have learned behaviors, sometimes even from a very young age, that our desires are misplaced against the priorities of others or how we might be perceived. And we start to believe that this voice isn't there anymore. If you could resonate with any of the examples that I gave earlier, remember when I was saying the reasons why you might say I don't know, then this very likely applies to you too. You have likely started to drown your inner knowing out and you'll know this feeling because you'll feel disconnected. You'll feel like your life is a little bit on autopilot and you have no input in the direction. And if this does apply to you, if you're sat there thinking, oh my God, yes, this is me, I don't know. Start with how you want to feel. If you don't know the specifics of what you want, start there. Start by tapping into that voice each day and do it in small, small ways. The biggest mistake that I see here when people are so detached from their knowing is that they try and start big. They start thinking things like, okay, so if I quit my job, then, or if I started my own business, then, or if I asked for the promotion, then. And what happens? The rational mind steps in with logic and shouts them down. They get out of their body and back into their mind. Please start smaller. Start connecting instead of the how, start connecting to how you wanna feel because ultimately it always inevitably comes down to that anyway. And that's where I will wrap up this snippet. If you would like to listen to the full episode and I encourage you to do so, go ahead and head to episode 49 of the Innerware Conversation. I will link it in the show notes. But if that is enough for you to go away and reflect on that and create change in your own life and your own business, then I am so glad that you tuned in today. Please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.